Thanks for joining us for Episode 8 of Couples, Inc., a place where we help couples work better together. The first and third Wednesday of each month, we drop episodes with advice, tips, and real-world experience for partnering in business and life. I'm Jody, a business owner and communication strategist, and back in the day when I had to interview for jobs, I hated the question, what is your biggest weakness? I finally started answering that my biggest weakness was finding a good way to answer that question. For real. I'm Glenn, Jody's partner in life and business, and I recently developed an urge to try fried bologna cups based on a friend's recommendation. I'll report my findings on a future Couples, Inc. episode. (laughs) Oh, okay. You're on your own on that one. On today's show, we talk about the factors that often determine the likelihood of business owner burnout. Then we'll look at the pros and cons of networking. At the end of the episode, we're going to review the superlatives, good and bad, of 2021. So without further ado, let's get started with Episode 8 of Couples, Inc. In our first segment, we're breaking down burnout. And I did a little bit of research on this, as I usually do. You are apt to do the research. Usually I do a lot of research, but this one's just a little. Mm -hmm. The Harvard Business Review was my website, and we'll put that in the show notes, the link. And they polled members of Business Network International, the BNI groups that you see. They're in almost every town. uh, And they really are kind of hotbeds of small business entrepreneurs who Mm -hmm. want to do networking and getting together and exchange ideas, exchange information, exchange money, sometimes print their own money, I guess. Not surprisingly, it's said that entrepreneurs are likely to experience burnout. We know this. The factors include being socially isolated, which you know as well as I do. That's that is a factor. Kind of goes part and parcel, especially with a small business or a micro business mm-hmm. like ours. Uh, being highly passionate about their work—that's another factor that goes into that. A limited safety net in terms of the benefits uh, for um, insurance coverage, for right. example, paid time off, medical leave, and things like that, and the high uncertainty that goes with owning a business. So going back to the entrepreneurial passion, there are two different types, according to this article. Harmonious passion is motivated by your job. It brings satisfaction and is important to who they are, but it also allows for other things in their life, hence the term harmonious passion. Okay, okay. So generally, there are lower incidences of burnout, the study found, and some of the questions that they posed to their survey people, the, the, the BNI groups, were like, for example, my work allows me to have a variety of experiences, yes or no. The new things I discover in my work make me appreciate it even more, yes or no. And I am completely taken with my work. I guess taken in this case meaning fond of my work mm-hmm. or really still feeling that that's a that they love it. Right. Yes or no. And the other type is obsessive passion. Now, right away, you can gather from that right, that it's right. kind of a negative connotation. It's business owners who view their entrepreneurship as a means to acquire things like money mm-hmm. or prestige, status, tangible things, in other words, that it brings. And that's their emphasis. That's the way they view Business ownership is the way they view work, no matter if they worked, you know, in a factory or if they owned the factory, anything in between. They're obsessively passionate about it. 
And of course, they tend to have higher burnout incidents. Because they're maybe all about, say, numbers, whether it's money or acquiring. Exactly. It's completely results-oriented. For example, some of the questions on this part of the questionnaire were, I have a hard time imagining my life without my work, yes or no. My urge to work is so strong that I can't help myself from doing work, yes or no. And my mood depends on being able to do my work, yes or no. Wow. That's... That kind of describes more like a workaholic. Yeah. You know, it is it is a rush they get from accomplishing whatever it is in the work world, whether it is status or money or whatever it is that they measure. But it is like any other ism, alcoholism, if you have any kind of addiction to food or it, it just it's something that is maybe in their brain is wired a certain way where they're that, you know, the the zone that rewards the body like you know whoa we just did something great is motivated by the work yeah it's an obsession Mm -hmm. like it says in the in the description the obsessive passion yeah so obviously from this our goal is to lean toward harmonious if that's what you want Mm -hmm. i mean i think that there are pluses and minus for both of them what i got from this was that you can pursue either path and many people you know, go all out, and they're obsessive about that. I think, on a side note, those type of entrepreneurs, if you're an obsessive, passionate worker, Mm -hmm. I think that you are more prone to being a serial entrepreneur, the type of person that opens a business and within a few years either sells it or closes it and moves on to another industry. Because they get bored, they've achieved what they want to achieve. Sure, yeah. You've gotten the money out of it if if that's what you were after, Mm -hmm. or the rush of opening the business if that's what it was, what the thing was. I think that those – they didn't say so in this uh, survey, in this Harvard Business Review survey. I'm just kind of – shooting from the hip on that i could see i could see what yeah what you're what you're talking about it does seem like a certain archetype of the person who is a serial um entrepreneur or someone who moves moves on because they're bored because it just like with any other obsession or addiction at some point it no longer feels the way it's supposed to so you have to go to the next level and so this is maybe that that part i think maybe because it sounds, I mean, you were saying there's some good and bad to both of those. I think that maybe a hybrid is a good approach for people to avoid burnout, and that is to be driven and focused and have something when you know when you're starting a business, have something that is going to fuel your passion and something that you want to achieve, not just something you do because that's you know just a job. You want something that is. A, you know your own a business but you don't become so obsessed with it but you have that you know, you try to be dedicated be driven have something that you're striving for so that's a little bit of the obsession just giving you giving yourself something to strive for but then the harmonious is realizing that there are ways you can enhance your entire life around the fact that you own a business if you're obsessed and you focus and you're just so driven mm-hmm. it's like a sprint but if you make it harmonious, it's more like a marathon and you've got to pace yourself and you've got to, you know, 
get those the water breaks. You've got to focus on things. You've got to push through some 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 trouble. So it does kind of feel like that's a better way to avoid the burnout, and that is having a little bit of dedication, but making sure that you're looking at the whole picture and you are taking the time you need. It's about the journey as opposed to the destination. Exactly. So you yeah. kind of have that balance. Yeah. The two takeaways that I took from this were mm-hmm. that a flexible mindset is crucial toward the goal of avoiding burnout so that maybe, like you said a minute ago, you can achieve that sort of hybrid approach right. to these two passions. Also, passion for work is a two-edged sword. And I have struggled most of my life with, uh, I, I guess I don't know whether to call it a struggle or just the way that I am, but defining a lot of who I am based on what, what I do. What you do, yeah. Yeah, well, that's one of the first things people ask. Oh, so what do you do? Uh, it just—it's a natural thing that people yeah. people ask. They they don't automatically say, you know, well, tell me about your last vacation. Yeah. They tell me about the last book you read, or tell me about some of your hobbies. It's just like, hi, oh, and what do you do? It's just—it's—it's it's a weird identifier. I the problem is we shouldn't put so much inf- emphasis on it ourselves that we do because that's how I we identify ourselves as well but when someone's asking I really don't think they're they're just asking to make small talk but in our minds we are like well I've got to be sure I can you know say something measure up yeah measure up to everybody else and if we put pressure on ourselves to say oh well I do this you know that's why I usually these days answer that question oh what do you do with drift just drift <laughs> just drift <laughs> just, I'm just uh, you know moseying along right now. I talk to you, but with burnout, you you have to understand it can happen if you work for yourself. Give yourself a break, and then look at maybe think about what is it that's causing the problem. Is it I feel like I'm having putting too many hours in and not accomplishing enough? Is it because what I'm accomplishing isn't fil- fulfilling that pleasure zone of my brain? And maybe I need to think about how I adjust myself so that I don't rely on my job to give me that feeling anymore. Right. There are right. other things, some healthier things, you know, it's, it, there's, there's something to be, you know, to look into and not just throw in the towel and say, well, if I can't work for myself, I'm burned out. What's the point? You could probably adjust something, whether it's adjusting, like I said, your, what you measure mm-hmm. and how you find joy or how you're doing your job. Are you doing the things that you don't need to be doing? And maybe that's the time you farm things out to someone else or ask for help. And work, you know, and if you have a, a spouse with you, odds are you're not both getting burned out at the same time, or you hope you're not. And then maybe you just talk and say, okay, I'm feeling very frustrated and burned out. How can we, you know, change things up a little bit? And use those I messages. Right. Not you're burning me out. Right. Although I do laugh with those I messages because I always want to say, I feel like you're being a goober. See, it's an I message, but it's still not rude. I feel like you're burning me out. Maybe. All right, for our next segment, we're going to talk about the pros and cons of networking. All right. One of the pros that I find is if you get into the right group, you can meet new people who can become mentors and friends, uh-huh. can refer you to clients, or become clients. Now, the con is when you think it's going to automatically get you clients. If you go to a networking oh. event and think, oh, boom, it'll be, you know, 
easy breezy. I'll get immediate results. This is great. I'm just going to wow people with my idea. Magic bullet. Yeah, you're going to you're missing the point of networking. Oh, yeah. Now that being said, if it's the wrong group for you, don't waste a lot of time. If you're like you go there and you're like, this isn't a place for me to find any of the above mentors, friends, whatever. Then then don't. But if there's some potential there, say okay. This isn't a group for me to make business, you know, connections, but it is a group for me to find people who I can bounce ideas off yeah. of. And the goal shouldn't just be clients. The goal should be, hey, I'm going to do, you know, something in terms of meeting people. Absolutely. Or one of your goals could be, hey, another pro, this is my chance to really hone my elevator speech or my pitch. Oh, yeah. Because you are on, I guess, particularly with a BNI, or you, you're on a quote unquote stage. It, you know, you but you are explaining what you do, and you got to explain it quickly mm-hmm. in a way that people can understand. You may not get a client from that, but the practice you get about talking about your business, talking to people, engaging with other people, and asking them questions—don't just talk about yourself. But it it really can hone your skills mm-hmm. in that you you know go in there uh, with a purpose of learning how to sell yourself you will slay that elevator speech exactly another one that i feel is a pro if you go to the right one i try to find networking events that aren't just simply going around the room saying what you do or just exchanging business cards i like to have content and connections so if there's a way to get an educational component out of it or if there's they have speakers or if they have trainings or workshops i find those so much better than just the who am you know this is what i do and i'd like some uh, some you know referrals and then goes the next person right that's what i think is a good pro to a networking event is if you can find the one that combines your chance to meet people and and quote-unquote network but learn something as well That kind of goes back to investing in yourself. Right. Because many times those enhanced events like you're talking about Mm -hmm. where you get to exchange ideas with the actual person, there may be a QA and a session at the end of the session or whatever, that is worth and is value added for that investment back into yourself, your training, your knowledge, and ultimately your business. afternoon or morning whatever time you're consuming this podcast welcome to the couples inc superlatives of 2021 show this is where we find the best worst and even in between of the year we just passed by it's great joining you again glenn well thanks jody and you're looking chipper as always thanks so let's get on with the award show number one for the best and worst in space exploration <laughs> in December, the Chinese moon rover, which is named U-2-2, discovered, while it was exploring the dark side of the moon, which, may I add, sidebar, is phenomenal. I'm glad somebody's finally getting over to the other side of that thing. Hey, come on. Yeah. Oh, we can invent Tang. <laughs> we can, we, we can send people side. to the other side, or at least a robot in this case. It took photos of a distant square object that was quickly dubbed the Moon Hut. Ooh. The speculation, of course, on the Internet was all over the place. Was this an alien craft or some sort of a ancient alien building or maybe just an extraterrestrial prototype pizza hut? <laughs> no, 
it's just a rock. Several days later, it got closer, and it's just a rock. So they went to the moon, and they found... They found a rock. A moon rock. On the dark side of the moon. Okay. All right. Well, congratulations for that win. Man, way to go, you two, too. All right. The next category is the worst Olympic sport of 2021. Oh. Harder. It seems like forever ago, but the Olympics did happen there. So the worst sport was me trying to watch the events in the evening because they're time delayed without already knowing the results because of social sites (laughs) and news stations reporting the results. Sometimes I still enjoyed the show, but it was, seriously, I think I meddled in that cutting off my, you know, social media scrolling and not watching any news just so I could enjoy the Olympics. I think maybe... Maybe a silver, but that was the worst sport, though. Was that why I couldn't find you for several days' yes. stretch? I decided, you know what? I'm going to live under a rock. <gasps> I should have gone to the dark side of the moon yeah. to live under the moon rock. You two, too, would have taken But I had, that was my challenge to myself to do it, and I did a pretty good job to, mm. you know. But I still knew some of the things, but, you know, what well, are you going to do? You should be proud of that. Mm. Best dad jokes circulating online in 2021. I've got three of these here. Oh, all right. Wow. Wait, are they all winners, or are they just, we're going to vote? With dad jokes, there are no losers. Oh, that's true. Okay. Just remember that, and you'll be fine. (laughs) The first is, I I ordered a chicken and an egg from Amazon. I'll let you know. (laughs) That's good. Insidious. Did you hear about the cheese factory explosion? Debris was everywhere. Oh, my God. Is that a groan? That was a groan. Okay, all right. And the last one, air at gas stations used to be free, but now you have to pay. That's inflation for you. (laughs) Yeah, they're all winners. All winners. So that, okay. All right. Aren't they? My next category is cutest couple. And I've got a winner and a runner up. I thought that was us. Well, we are besides us. Sorry. Cutest couple other than Jody and Glenn. Ted Lasso and his mustache. Oh, yeah. Great couple. I wonder if the mustache could be nominated for Best Supporting Actor. We ju- I, don't, yeah. I, I don't know if the series came out before last year, but we just started watching it last year. Love yeah. it. Now, my runner-up for Best Couple, or cutest couple other than us, is Bernie Sanders and his mittens at the inauguration. You know, I saw so much of that, and I've forgotten it until just now. I know. It's like, it It was, well, about a year ago. And I, it's we had such a such a year that we forgot it was like everywhere. But it was the cutest. I again voted for cutest couple, Bernie Sanders and his mittens. But mm. Ted Lasso and his mustache kind of eked out a they win kind there. Of a one and a one a. This is the last one I have for you. Okay. It's short but sweet. Three words: lickable TV screens. Yes, it's a thing. There's a Japanese inventor who has come up with this. The TV itself, the screen, is a supposedly uh, clean surface. Uh-huh. And I guess it would have to be. You probably have to change <laughs> well, it. Well, at first it is. Every, yeah. <laughs> and it's got like eight or ten different flavor canisters that somehow imbue it with the same taste as what is on the screen itself. So like if you see a chocolate bar, you lick the screen and you get the taste of chocolate. Or if it's malfunctioning, it's a turnip flavor. I don't yeah, kind of like the way they, they combine colors. There's only three of them. They combine those to create that. They combine colors. But what if it's Ted Lasso and his mustache on the TV? Um, Not that, that I would want to lick that, but... 
Okay, you just made this and so weird. I didn't want. I mean, that was on TV. Okay. All right. Well, that's the that's the last of the superlatives okay. for but me. But it's it's funny that your last one involved flavor, because mine is the best culinary discovery by me this past year, and that oh, is this is personal. Yes, it's very personal. Uncrustables. My nieces introduced that to me when I went to see them at the uh, visited them, my family on the beach this summer, and it is the most amazing thing. It's basically peanut butter and jelly sandwiches without the crust yeah. in a circle that you just thought. Now, sure, I could be an adult and get two slices of bread, some peanut butter, and jelly. They make knives and, and, you can and cut the crust knives, off with them? and I could cut the crust off. But these are just so much fun. And I've been hooked on them ever since. And the last package, I think they're meant for school kids, but it had great job on the pack wrapper or have a great day. Or he's like these motivational pep talks, which I'm sure are meant for kids' lunchboxes. Great job of thawing out a frozen sandwich. But yeah, I took it as that. I took it as like, so that was my culinary discovery. And I'll go ahead and take the pep talk. Pep talk and some peanut butter and jelly. I love it. That's legit. Thanks for listening to Couples, Inc., a place where we help couples work better together. We drop new episodes the first and third Wednesday of each month. But to make sure you don't miss a show, follow us wherever fine podcasts are published. And if you enjoyed this episode and you want to support the podcast, share it with others, post it on social media, or leave a rating or review. And please visit our website, couplesincpodcast.com. That's couplesincpodcast.com. To learn more about us, review show notes, or leave us a message. Until next time.